For technical reasons, this episode is a very special two-part episode, and so if you didn't listen to part one, you should go do that. Enjoy. And we're back, having endured Return of the Living Dead 3. No, that definitely wasn't enduring. That was enjoying. Enjoying Return of the Living Dead 3. So now, I suppose we should talk about what happened in the movie, though Return of the Living Dead 3 does not suggest a a Byzantine plot, per se. It wasn't Byzantine, obviously, but it wasn't... It it had its moments of surprisingness. Like, it wasn't just sort of like, there are going to be the zombies and they're going to get headshot and everybody's going to end up happy and safe. No, 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 no. Corey, you are an army brat. Well, a military am, brat. Navy brat. I am a navy brat. And actually, one of my very first reactions to this is just like, oh my god, that's not how the military works. No, no, like, no. Hey, no. they call it PCS. Um, PCS? <laughs> permanent change of station. So uh, what happens is, is the army sergeant guy is running experiments turning zombies into weapons brilliant idea let's contagious zombies into weapons great idea like i love the idea like we'll get them so they're running roughshod over the enemy like and then you've got an army of another army of uncontrolled zombies no 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 i i feel like this is all a metaphor for um how america has sort of worked to destabilize regimes in the middle east and um led to more unstable regimes after the fact that would be much more convincing if the entirety of every interaction with anyone in the military at all in this movie isn't like so on its face just off like there were very few things that were accurate to me as far as like having it's like literally my entire freaking family is in the in the navy um it's really kind of absurd do 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 they sail the seventh seas in the navy no they also don't have nearly as good of costumes as the village people All right, tragically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it like they're in this Indiana Jones bunker running these experiments. Like, it looks like the, th- the thing of where they store the, the um, Ark of the Covenant. Um, and they're running these experiments, turning militarizing zombies. Well, and, and the reason why it looks uh, like the place where they stored the Ark of the Covenant is because it's really cheap to um, buy a storage container... And just take that one storage container and and stack it against itself over and over and over again. So it, it looks like a hallway, but it's really just the one storage oh, container. I'm not, I'm not arguing with like the budget for this. And like I totally would buy that that's how the army would build something. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the military would go a Kano as well. Yeah, particularly the army. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Navy brat. <laughs> um, so when Kurt steals his dad's ID to to get Julie in, because Julie, Kurt, so Kurt, Kurt and Julie, Julie are, are Romeo and Juliet. Right, um, in Fair Verona, where we, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I roll wank gesture. But so Kurt, so Kurt steals his dad's ID, which, no. Just no. Like, even if you're the boss's son, you don't get freaking waved on there. Also, there are way too many female officers. 
<laughs> like, not that women can't be officers, just that they are not as often as they ought to be. Folks, you heard it here first. Return of the Living Dead 3 is not a horror movie. It is a sci-fi movie because of the female officers. So anyway, Kurt lures his girlfriend. She required no luring. She was enthused. She's like, I bet they're torturing baby animals or some shit. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So, 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 she so. She already had a thing for morbid shit before she was a zombie. Kurt um, is dating a death-obsessed person named Julie. And... Who we first encounter as she's burning her hand with a lighter. Well, you know, honey swah. So, Ju- Julie gets zombified. So they find out what they're, that, that they're militarizing zombies then they go home um and his dad says oh actually we're we're moving um because to oklahoma city which is absolutely what happens to people in the yes no that is totally accurate to what's happened although actually it would probably be something more like get more in any case so yeah like the okay we're leaving in a week basically because i fucked up at my job that reads true in the movie's defense he did fuck up no he job. royally fucked up yeah. like i was really pissed off i'm like okay like there aren't this many female officers in the military but when there are they still get listened to like she's giving command and they're just kind of like no no i'm sorry honey go back and play with your drills and make some zombie soldiers like it's very upsetting like she would have gotten listened to way more and i was pissed off at the soldiers who, who weren't listening to sinclair is her name yes this is a really messy plot summary but that's okay yeah so there's this this woman sinclair who wanted to do the the militarizing the dead differently right. than kurt's dad right. and um, um everything gets fucked up and because both of their ideas are stupid you don't militarize the dead Right. Well, Mindy Clark... <laughs> Mindy Clark is hot, and also she's hot, and then she's hot some more. Right. Um, and because she's hot, Kurt runs away instead of moving with his dad to Oklahoma City. Because I know some lovely women who live in Oklahoma City, and... Oh, there are many, many lovely people who live in Oklahoma City. They don't generally rock this... There's there's not quite the same vibe as one gets from Mindy Clark in this right. movie, which we'll, we'll detail later. Right. Fundamentally, the, the, the plot of the movie is Kurt and Julie learn to live with their undead selves, I guess? No, that is not what the plot of the movie is. If we're going to summarize the plot, we're going to properly summarize the plot. So they run away, he runs away from home, they get in a motorcycle accident, she dies, like, with a fantastic crunch. It is Uh, a very juicy crunch. Like, she gets, hits a telephone pole and her neck snaps. (laughs) <laughs> like, and I kind of burst out laughing and kind of am cheering for the movie for sort of just going for it. But in any case, so he realizes, oh, what's the only way to, for, to like, you're all I have now, Mindy. Sorry, not Mindy, Julie. What will I do? You, you, you can call her Mindy. It's okay. But she, her name's, the character's name is Julie. Um, He doesn't really, he doesn't care about Mindy. He cares about Julie. Oh, well, I care about Mindy. And yes, we know you care about Mindy. So well, you've look, made that abundantly clear. So he zombifies Mindy and in the process of all No, 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 no. He, he reanimates Mindy. But Mindy, like, maintains her... Julie. God damn it. She reanimates Julie. Who maintains her her total, like, personality. Total eclipse of the heart. 
No. So so, so Kurt reanimates Julie, air quotes, and um, goes on about his business. And they're like, we're going to go to Seattle, but she's starving. So they have to stop at a bodega in which they run into the racist stereotypes of Mexican street gang. Um, Shrugging at the camera so hard. Yeah, no, this... <laughs> Like, that's the first point at which I go, well, this movie's racist. No, like, no, there no. There are more moments where I go, well, this movie's really racist, but... Well, yeah, yes. In any case, very, very racist stereotype of both the Mexican street uh, gang and the um, Asian shopkeeper. Yes. Long story short, Asian shopkeeper gets shot by the Mexican street gang and... Uh, Mexican street gang gets bitten by... Well, yeah, one person in the Mexican street gang gets bitten by uh, Julie as they're all escaping and running different directions to not get caught by the police. There's a great scene in which... So Mexican street, so the, the Asian shopkeeper guy, and I apologize for referring to these people by their ethnicities, but the movie is kind of referring to them by their ethnicities, which doesn't excuse it, but I don't think he was ever given a name like santos is the it is the leader of the mexican street gang which really the uh shopkeeper tags along with julie and kurt uh, like he's like the hospital's two blocks from here and i'm kind of like the cops just pulled up you couldn't wait 30 more seconds for the cops to pull up like <laughs> but in any case he does um and during the chase where the cops are chasing julie and kurt the cops accidentally not so accidentally continue to act like the LAPD because this is set in LA yeah yeah like the, uh, the they LA... act like the LAPD and they shoot him yep <laughs> um so and so he's dead in the back of the van and Julie eats his brains and Kurt is appropriately horrified but they escape from the uh van by going down into the sewers and there's a wonderful wonderful scene where I, where you there are some great beats in this movie where like because I know how movies are structured at all like I can call them mm -hmm. there's some nice clinking on you're messing with the noise that's right next to the microphone there's some great beats that if you have ever seen a movie you can call in this and you like it's just fun to wait for them because they're very fun beats and so like you know that they zoom in on the cops having discovered the van and you like watch them going up and like they're banging on the van, like come out with your hands up come out with your hands up. you're like oh julie and kurt are gone and there's a zombie in the back <laughs> And so the zombie comes out and totally eats the two cops, and then the military shows up. Right. And, um, let's talk about Riverman at this point. Well, yeah, this is the point. Like, there's there's sort of, like, the brief moment. So, like, they go down into the sewers, and, like, Julie and Kurt have a fight, and they run away, and Julie tries to kill herself, which doesn't work so well because she's undead. At which point, as he's trying to find her undead body, Kurt runs into Riverman. Right. And, and Riverman is our next racist stereotype of a black man from Louisiana. Yes. Uh, uh, he is, he is he... also really lovable in the way that, unfortunately, black stereotypes tend to be made out to be, like, like not that it's unfortunate that the stereotype is made out to be lovable, but that it's made out to be an okay thing because they're lovable. Right. So, what happens next is that Kurt Kurt and Julie team up with Riverman 
Riverman shows them to his hideout. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, 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 the Riverman cave. And the reason he shows them to his hideout is because the Mexican street gang, uh, instead of taking their injured person, their injured buddy to the hospital, decides that they need revenge first. Right. Well, because... And um, so they find them... They find them... They have mass health and they don't want to... It's California. They ain't got uh, sh- like. All right, so California health, not mass. Oh health. my god! If I, I've tried to get public health insurance in California. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Does it suck balls? So, so Return of the Living Dead three is really all about the horrors of trying to navigate the uh, public health insurance system. <laughs> Hooray! Oh yeah, because tangents aren't the point of movie podcasts. Oh yeah, 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 it says indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, So they go back to, so they go back to Riverman's thing. At, at which point, Julie, this is so, no, 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 no. This okay. is so clearly James's favorite part of the movie, so he gets to explain it. Okay, so like, I need to apologize. <laughs> for this because this is so why this is my favorite movie ever is this your favorite movie ever this is this is it's definitely up there it it may not be my most favorite movie but it is definitely an illustrative movie so julie knows that she's a zombie and zombies eat brains and etc etc and 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 so she's trying to figure out she's she's trying to make peace with the fact that she wants to eat brains without actually eating brains without actually eating brains exactly exactly and 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 so she realizes that pain makes the hunger go away and 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 so we are treated to a um body modification montage sequence which is intercut with shots of her very heavily black eyelinered eyes which was yep yep and so I saw this movie in high school and I was just like, <laughs> again oh, hey. and again and again and again no, and no, again. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, this is a zombie movie. And then I saw it in college and then I went, oh, oh, this makes sense now. I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Shrug to camera. Like... As someone with an enthusiasm for body modification, like, I've got several tattoos, I've got a bunch of piercing, like, like, I totally get it. <laughs> yep. And so then after that, she's like, oh, I'm still hungry. Please tie me up. Please tie me up. <laughs> And you know, like in watching this movie, you kind of find out the kinks of all of the people who were really enthused about producing it, and the kinks of anybody who's really enthused about watching it. And I will, I will point out that 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 Mindy Clark uh, went on to a uh, illustrious career as the dominatrix in. CSI, what the fuck? I don't know. It's like, like what, what, whatever, whatever. Um, William Peterson was in. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just another thing I've not seen. Yeah, n- <laughs> n- n- neither have I. But I mean, I'm I mean, sure you've seen pictures of her dressed up as a domination. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh judge me. <laughs> it's not judgment. It's affection. Oh, right, 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 okay, okay. You can affection me, but you just. 
don't judge me. And so, so, and so after all of this, after the whole like, like, and then you know the the people who catch up with them, they, the or the the street gang catches up with them. They get zombified too. Um, she eats Riverman's brains, and so Kurt lets her get shot. And yeah, there's sort of like this fake ending where you think, wait, he gets off scot free. And I actually said that at the moment, like he gets off scot free. Fuck this movie. Like he turned her into a zombie, and he just gets to go. <laughs> To get off scot free, and she has to be turned into a fucking weapon. No, 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 um, no, no. So I was angry, and that's not how the movie ends. No, um. no, the, the 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 movie ends because um, it's an army base, and <laughs> and so and so they go back onto the army base, and and Kurt realizes that they're gonna strap her into this metal exoskeleton. Realizes he can't allow this to happen, so frees her, and of course. All of the other zombies get loose too. Riverman has been turned into a zombie, and but but has enough memory to remember that he should be helping Curtin and Julie rather than turning Curtin into a zombie. And it looks like they're gonna get away, and then Kurt gets bit by a zombie, so they incinerate themselves, and that's how the movie ends. <laughs> yep. But let's let's focus on the important thing, which is that Mindy Clark looks super hot, pierced to hell and back. You know. Yeah. No, she definitely does. Yep. It's, you know, and those the. Pure Piercing montage is loving, right? Like, <laughs> it is like this is this is this is a fun thing. Like this like is... like we're going to zoom in on nails and glass and everything we can come up with. The there was the threading, threading, threading the yeah, threading the um, chain the chain through, through the neck. Oh my god! Pony Swaki Molly Ponce. <laughs> Shame to he who thinks ill of it. I feel like that's going to turn into a motto, so you're going to have to explain exactly what you mean by it. Like, obviously it has a standard meaning, but I'm way overeducated and I didn't know that phrase before you explained it to me. Well, I mean... You should explain it. So, all right. It's the Latin pretentious equivalent of uh, let he who is without sin. French! French. It's not Latin. It's well, you don't pronounce it with a French accent. So. Well, yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah. so it's the French pretentious equivalent of let he who is without sin throw the first stone. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So Honiswaki Kimali Ponce is Kimali Ponce. Ponce. P-E-N-S-E. Okay. Yeah. What language did you take in high school? You took German or something. I took Japanese. What the fuck kind of high school teaches Japanese? Oh, okay. It's, oh, God. <laughs> I love you. Love you too, sweetie. Okay. We'll get someone to, who can actually pronounce French to pronounce that because I can't pronounce French either. Right. Exactly. Yes. The important part is that... <laughs> we are judgment-free podcasts. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> See? Because See? we have no room to talk. Nope. Oh, uh, yeah, I was surprised how much I liked this movie. Like, it was a lot of fun, and you guys should all see the look of giddiness on James's face of like, hey! Giddiness is a really polite way to <laughs> phrase it. Um, there, there was a lot of times where I was... Oh, so you you paralyzed? Were hold- you were holding my hand so tightly. I had a moment of of thinking, like, he's seen this so many times. Is he, like, frightened? And said Sweetie. that to you at one point, and you were like, no, I'm not frightened. Yeah, frightened is not <laughs> like, the word. I'm like, oh, you're, you're excited. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Like, okay, things that pissed me off. The subtitles wrote Ecto instead of Exo, which means a different... 
Actually, yeah. it means the same thing, but it's it's a different. It's upsetting. Right, right. So, it's a, what we're going to do right now is we are going to sign off. And no, we're not going to sign off yet. I still have more things to say. Oh, you have some more things to say. I have all of the things to say. Oh, like, there were so many good little moments. Um, I just have to think back to them. How many times have you seen this movie? Enough. Really enough? You never want to see it ever again? No, I'll like I'll see it over and over and over again. But but enough implies Sadie. Satiation. I don't think you're saying it. Oh, I will totally. So, 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 when I was in college, my wallpaper was, for your, for your... was Mindy yes. Clark looking straight into the camera. Oh, God. Like the DVD menu screen? Yep. That's fantastic. Yep. That's so good. So, you know. What is your favorite part of this movie? Uh, my favorite part of this movie, and I don't care, so I'm going to oh, Your be... favorite part of this movie is, is the body mod montage. No, 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 no. My favorite part of this movie is not the body montage. It is... It's her begging to be tied, be tied up. up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> also, I'm going to just throw out there, so it sounds like I'm making fun of you, like, for your perviness on this movie, but I will point out, you chose this movie. This was not my selection at all. I was like, which one, which movie do you think we should do first? Should we do a classic? Like, how do we want to get into it? I think this is setting a tone. <laughs> so the important thing is that Mindy Clark begs to be tied up. Like, let's, 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 let's focus on what matters here. <laughs> I wish that there was more eye candy for women in this movie, because there is none if you're a straight woman. There's no, or, or if you're a gay man, or if you're attracted to people who present as male, then you're just fucked. Yeah, Because right. her, he is but, the most milquetoast zombie maker ever. But I thought part of the point of this exercise was to get it so that, like, I also am more conversant in film. And now, now I've seen, this is actually one of the first horror movies I've ever seen. It's right. really bad. I, I've seen Carrie. Also, it's I've, really bad. What did you mean by it's really bad? How few horror movies I've seen. Okay. This was not bad. No, this was fun. This was a tremendously fun movie. If you want something where you can check your brain at the door, and there was one moment where I was like, oh god, are they going to start doing jump scares? Because I that's why I don't watch horror movies is I hate jump scares. Like, it's the cheapest fucking thing. Like, yeah, my seven-year-old can jump out from behind a door and say, boo to me, and I'll jump but it's not actually frightening um and this isn't actually frightening but it like although there is so, there are some moments of like body horror particularly at the end when the guys like knees and elbows and everything are getting shot out I'm like like yeah that would be her and like they have shots of his face as he's looking down and realizing i'm still alive and i am literally in pieces like and that is a horrifying idea uh, but it's not it's not a scary movie yeah. So, but it is it is a movie that that if you're looking for a fun quote unquote horror or sci-fi or whatever, it's very fun. You shouldn't have a problem with blood or guts or gore or people stabbing glass through their hands. <laughs> if you have that problem and you're watching a movie called Return of the Living Dead with the either cover on the DVD or like I'm looking at we've got the DVD menu up in front of us and I'm looking at it and she literally has a second eyebrow's worth of nails that she stabbed through her forehead at one point. And it's super hot. <laughs> that was actually, that's actually something I really loved. It's like she kind of just like arts and crafts with her face. Right? right, but it totally makes sense that she would be able to 
find things to do arts and crafts with in the Riverman's Riverman's little sanctuary. Like it's totally believable. I'm like, wow, that actually that's kind of like some good character development. Like somebody was thinking as they wrote that. And that's sort of thing, like it moves so fast. You're never bored. So boring is like the cardinal sin of a movie, right? So, exactly. Um, particularly a movie with this little brain. Yeah, mm -hmm. this movie desperately wants to eat brains and really, really hasn't. <laughs> like this movie could use to eat some brains and is better for not having done so. And so with that, um, I feel like it's time to yeah. shut it down. Yeah. Right? So we were going to we were going to end on what I think you should see if you liked this movie or if and I'm trying to think of movies that I liked for the same reason that I liked this. Why did I like this? I like this because it was... Okay, so this is this is what a 12-year-old boy I am. The same sort of, like, graphic elements of and, like, blood and gore that I liked about this are part of the reason that I like the movie Fight Club, which is, like, I am not one of these people who believes that it is the fucking Bible because, again, I'm not a 12-year-old boy, despite my occasional taste in movies. But, yeah, there, there's a movie that, Jesus Christ, even I've seen that. If you haven't seen that and you like gore, Go watch Fight Clubs, and it's really smart. Don't let your friends spoil it for you. That's actually one of my favorite things that, about that movie is I saw the first half of it six months before I saw the second half of it, and miraculously, no one spoiled it for me. And I'm so grateful to my college friends for not doing that. I got nothing. So I recommended the, the thing that Jesus Christ even I have seen. What's like the advanced course if like you've seen this and duh, you've seen it. Everybody's fucking seen this. What will most people have not seen that they should see? Watch Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2. So <laughs> re re Return of the Living Dead, the first one, is dark and scary and Linnea Quigley dances around naked and so you get really really top tier tits and oh you that... also see some very lovely tits in this one though you, well yes you Return to Living Dead 3 tits are superior so you know so watch number one and number two yeah watch do you uh, think this one's watched more often I can't answer that because, because it's watched more often by you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh, no, no. thank you so much for listening if we you are listening at all um, I've been Corinne McLean I'm James Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks very much for listening to part two of episode one of The Accidental Cinephile. It is produced and edited by me, Corey McLean, and hosted by myself and the lovely James DeBrooker. Follow us on Twitter at AccidentalPod. Subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Please rate and review if you enjoy.